Hello and welcome to another edition of Renewed to Win. I am your host, your Bible teacher, and uh, spiritual warrior counselor. And I'll be leading you through this message today. Um, I'm sure that you're going to get something good out of it. A couple of reminders. Um, Just want you to uh, remember to visit the website, renewedtowin.com. That's renewed. And then the number two, win, win.com. And there you can um, request prayer. You can get more information about spiritual warfare. Um, I, I help people overcome spiritual attacks of the enemy. Um, and, and we go into battle together and I teach you how to, how to overcome the, the, the fight yourself so that you can bring it to other people. And uh, you're supposed to live victoriously. And there's too many Christians today who, who just aren't doing that. So visit the website, um, request prayer if you want it. Uh, if, if you want more information about um, uh, being, being coached in, in spiritual warfare methods, then, then fill out the contact form there, uh, send it in, and we'll have a conversation. Um, also, we'll be redoing the website and uh, look forward to, to, to the, new, uh, the new look, the new information that's coming, the new direction that God has led this ministry in. So, so I'm really excited about that, um, and, and I hope you are too, because there's there's some really good things on store today. I wanna I wanna talk about the proof, the proof of Jesus's existence. Now, for me, I don't I don't need proof anymore because I've seen God work in my life. He continues to work in my life. I've had face-to-face encounters with Jesus Christ, and He's real. He's real. Um, I've I've stared down demons, and I've told them in the name of Jesus, "You have to leave." And I've stood on the Word, and I'm growing stronger in my relationship with God each and every day. And that's what I want for you. Um, but in order to get there, you know, some people need to. Look Look at the evidence before they, they can experience the truth. And, you know, um, God designed this all differently, and, and that's the truth for some people. So I recently read a book named uh, More Than a Carpenter. The, the author is uh, Josh McDowell. Um, you can find that on Amazon. Uh, I think uh, Josh McDowell and, and Sean McDowell. Uh, father-son team. They wrote this book, and um, Josh was a was an attorney who who was also an atheist, and he set out to disprove the existence of Jesus. And in so doing, he realized that he couldn't he couldn't disprove Jesus. And what he what he did find was that there's overwhelming evidence that Jesus was in fact a man. Who walked the earth did in fact do miracles in front of thousands of people and if there was a trial um, the, the the evidence is overwhelming that, that Jesus was real and, and I want to I want to share some of that with you today um, my title for my message today is my Lord and my God 
And John 1, 14 says, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Now let's pray. Good Heavenly Father, we just come before you today, Lord. We thank you. We worship you, God. We invite your Holy Spirit, God, into this message, into this word. Um, I pray, Lord, that you, uh, you guide my words. You guide my thoughts. You guide the way that I put my words and my thoughts together, Lord, to, to glorify and honor you, Lord. I pray for those watching. I pray for those listening. Um, I, I pray that you, you bless them with, with a, a useful message a useful word, God, that they can apply immediately into their lives, God, to make a difference in, in their, their relationship with you, but also more importantly, God, that, that they're able to, to bring this, this um, message, God, into, into the hearts and the minds of, of those that they encounter on a daily basis, Lord, whether at work, at school, in their families, in their neighborhoods, Lord. We just pray that you um, you take all the glory, and we look forward to your soon returning, God. We thank you. We thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice. And God, we, we live for you and just glorify you and honor you. We just thank you. Amen. Um, okay, so so anyways, this morning I um, I was looking on um, on Google. And there are over 4,000 recognized religions in, in the world today. So choosing what path to take towards spiritual enlightenment can, can be very confusing sometimes. Well, well many times, if, if you don't already have a relationship with the one true God, then it becomes very difficult to find your way. Um. And, and and that's a problem because I run into so many people. I I belong to a, a fellowship of because of my past, because of uh, some some of addiction issues that, that that I've had in the past. I belong to a fellowship, and they 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 encourage people to um, believe in a higher power. It is a great fellowship, and, and I recommend it if you're having trouble. Um, contact me. I will tell you what the fellowship is. It, it's worldwide, um, but but they they encourage people to to find a higher power. Um, the 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 literature for this fellowship clearly says God, and you know the vast majority of people who who do use God as their higher power have have much better results than the people who have a, a vague, nameless higher power, or maybe you know nature or the universe um those those that accept jesus shortly into their recovery tend to do much better and tend to have fuller lives but anyways there's four thousand religions uh and so many of these these religions these these um spiritual systems if you want to call them are, are are taught without much controversy. In fact, you know, if if you um if you made a 
a public p- proclamation, if you went on social media today, let's say, and said that you decided to give your life over to the flying green jelly bean monster, um, nobody would really have have much of a of of an issue with that. But if you went on that same social media platform and you would and you said that you you had given your life over to to the love and care of Jesus Christ, there would be many many people Christians, um, even some good hearted non Christians who who would congratulate you or or, or um, um, you know just just acknowledge that that you're doing something positive in your life. But there's also so many people who who. It would start an argument or or a fight on social media. Um, and, and why is that? Why is there so much controversy surrounding his name? Why do so many unbelievers get angry or frustrated at the mere mention of the name of Jesus Christ? I googled Jesus also today before I started this message. And I got over 3.5 billion results. And there's, there's countless books written about, about him. Um, you know, some people, a lot of people, um, unfortunately a growing number of people in this world today, don't believe, don't believe in, in, in our God, um, that he sent his son here. To, to die and rise from the dead, to, to give us victory in this life, to, to give us salvation, um, to bring us into a relationship with God, and to empower us with the Holy Spirit. Uh, they, some people want to call Jesus a good moral teacher or a prophet. They want to say that he brought wisdom into the world. But the truth really is, that Jesus claimed to be God. And we have a decision to make. And I hope that after this message, the people that you decide to talk to, um, you present this decision to them also. So we have to decide. We either believe Jesus is and was and is who he said he was, or we don't believe him. There, there really are no other choices. He either is or he isn't. And we're going to get into this, and I'm going to explain why that is the case. C.S. Lewis, he's a writer, um, a Christian writer. Um, he had an experience where he was converted. He, he was a, a non-believer. But there's a quote. He, uh, he says the following. I'm trying here to prevent anyone saying the really foolish thing that people often say about him, referring to Jesus. I'm ready to accept Jesus as a great moral teacher, but I don't accept his claim to be God. That is the one thing we must not say. A man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic on the level with the man who says he is a poached egg 
or else he would be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the Son of God, or else a madman or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool, you can spit at him and kill him as a demon, or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let us not come with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He has not left that open to us. He did not intend to. Wow, that is powerful. You see, there there are only two options, as as mentioned, you know, in that in that previous quote. Um. His his revelation of himself as God must be either true or false. He either was God or he wasn't. There, there are no other choices. So what do you believe? You know, I've, I've seen in my own life God working, and, and it's impossible to deny the goodness of God in my own life. And I run into people all the time who, who had the same experience. You know, in the darkest hour of your life, when you called out to God, he, he answered you. He lifted you up. He dusted you off and put you on your feet. Um, many, many people don't believe because they've, they've, never, they've never given him that opportunity. And this is the single most important decision you will ever make. So you need to spend some time thinking about it, praying about it, meditating on it, and deciding on it. Deciding once and for all what what you do believe. Let's explore their possible alternatives and decide what we believe based on the evidence. Again, this, this is a logical argument. We're going to look at the actual evidence. So the possibilities are um, he wasn't the, the, the son of God. He wasn't who he claimed to be. And if that was true, there, there's that, that breaks up into two other possibilities. He was either lying, and he knew he was lying, or he was crazy, and didn't realize that he was lying. That that happens all the time. Unfortunately, there's mental illness in the world. So is is that is that a possibility? We're we're going to explore that. Or the other possibility, he is God. So let's look at the first possibility. Jesus was lying, and he knew it. What if Jesus was a liar? That would change countless lives. I would have to take a look at my own belief system. Um, I, I, I certainly don't want to turn my will and life over to, to somebody who, who was a liar, who, who claimed to be a great moral teacher, but was nothing more than a, a deceiver. Um, if he knew he was not God, 
and he was lying and betraying the trust of his followers. You see, he taught others to be honest, whatever the cost. He went to his death. Lying and betraying others would mean that he was a, a fraud. That he couldn't be trusted, and he can't be trusted today. But he instructed people to trust him as the only way to heaven. So we need to figure this out. And many people did trust him as the only way to heaven. If he was lying, he would be a monster. People died for this cause. Many, many, hundreds of thousands of millions of people have died. If he was lying or deceiving his followers with claims or promises he couldn't keep, then he was evil. If this was the case and Jesus was knowingly lying about who he was, then he was nothing more than a complete failure in life and in, in his ministry. His claim led to his crucifixion. His claim led to an incomprehensible, painful experience that, that sends shivers up my mind, up my, up my spine, just thinking about it. And he could have stopped at any time if he was lying. And he could have saved his own life. Sane people do not intentionally go to their death. See, those who say that he was a good moral teacher must explain how that could be. How could he be a great moral teacher if he deceived the world? And today, billions and billions of people are following him. If he was intentionally lying to people about who he was, a lying Jesus is not compatible with what we know about him. The way he lived, the way that he lived his life, the way that he interacted with people, the way that he, he lived with, with, the, with the disciples, the things that he said. See, if you examine the lives of people who, who know Jesus, or first who knew him in the Bible, as well as the people who know him today, you'll see, you'll see amazing results that can't come from anywhere except for, for God himself. So what happens to these people? What happens to the people who, who truly give their life to Jesus Christ? Alcoholics become sober. Cowards become courageous. The hateful people learn, learn to, to love. Selfish people become generous. Sinners become, turn, to, turn to, to God and repaint, repent. Not repaint, repent. Um, and the list goes on. Countless lives are changed. And I see it every day. I see it in this ministry. I see it outside of this ministry. I see it wherever I go. I see it at the dog park when I'm talking to people. Those, those who have given their life to Jesus Christ. Completely different experience. So, so how could he have been a liar? It just wouldn't make sense. 
Someone who lived the perfect life that Jesus lived. Who taught such amazing truths. Read the Bible. Open the, the Bible. Read the words of Jesus. The entire Bible is valuable, but, but for this particular study, read the words of Jesus. Sometimes, in, in most Bibles, they're the red words in the, in the New Testament, if, if that helps you out. But read those words. Somebody who died the way he, he died could not have been a liar. He knew what he was, if he, if he knew what he was doing and he was lying, he would not have followed through with the painful death that he did. The second possibility is that he thought he was telling the truth, but he was just a deranged madman. What if Jesus was crazy? Can he have mistakenly thought he was God? Can, can, can he have made that mistake and, and, and thought that he was being honest and telling the truth and, and not realizing that, that he was mentally ill? Is it possible for a genuinely good person to be wrong? I, I believe so. I, I, I'm, I'm wrong quite a bit. I make plenty of mistakes. Um, I, I, I'm wrong when uh, sometimes when I stand my ground and think I'm right. And we all are. You'd be lying if, if you weren't, if, you, if that never happened to you. Unfortunately, it wouldn't be the first or last time that someone mistakenly identified themselves as God. There, there are a lot of people out there. Um, YouTube happens to be filled with them. Social media happens to be filled with them. People who claim that, that position of, of God and, and claim to have an authority that, that they don't really have. And that's why it's so important to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit and the discernment of the Holy Spirit. See, these people are light, rightly seen as irrational and delusional. And if they're they're thought to be possibly dangerous, we we put them on medications, which I don't particularly agree with. But that's a that's a whole another thing, um, because because the Bible, reading the Bible and 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 turning your life over to God, can and will cure most most um, mental and emotional ailments. I'm I'm physical proof of that. Um, but we lock these people up so they can't hurt themselves. They can't hurt others. With Jesus, it was very different, though. We don't see the defects of personality and the irregularities that go with such a disconnect from the truth. Somebody who's not living in reality shows certain signs. They're, they're not consistent in their actions. The things that they say many times don't make sense. You know, if you take the case of, of a schizophrenic, for instance, their, their aim is to escape from reality. And, and a claim to be God would be a serious cause for concern. If, if my neighbor came over to me, and, and claim to be God, um, 
I, I would, I would have an issue with that. I would, I would wonder if, if he could possibly be dangerous because somebody who thinks they're God can thinks that they can do whatever they want. So if Jesus was deranged, let me ask you: Can could he have lived such a calm, rational life with with a calm and rational demeanor as he was recorded as doing through, throughout the the Bible, throughout other historical documents. Um, if he was insane, he could not have been able to maintain that level of self-discipline throughout his earthly ministry. And he could not have been able to keep the composure that he kept Throughout the time he was he was here, throughout the time he was teaching so many people who are witnesses to, to the way that he acted and the way that he lived his life. So if you give an honest study to the life of Jesus and you look at the facts and the circumstances, it's impossible to 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 logically come to a conclusion that he was disconnected from reality. It couldn't have been. See, the words of Jesus are the most life-changing words ever recorded. And if you're a believer today, and, and, and you spend time with, with God, spend time with Jesus, invite the Holy Spirit in, I know how your life goes. It's, it's predictable. You have success. Not to say that you don't have challenges, because every single human being, the Bible does say that, that in this world we will have trouble. But take heart, he has overcome the world. So, so living the Christian life doesn't mean that, that you live a life without challenges. But I can predict your attitude through those challenges, through those struggles. Um, that there are seasons of victory in your life. And yes, there's seasons of, of change and struggle. But... These words are life-changing. These words free people. The words of Jesus free people that are caught in sin, caught in pain, caught in failure, caught, caught in hurt, thinking that, that their life is, is over, that it's, it's ruined. The words of Jesus change these thoughts and these experiences all of the time, every single time. See, it is impossible. It is impossible for Jesus to have been insane. He taught with such logic and love and compassion. He knew what he was doing. It's clear. If, if, you, if, you, if you study historically who Jesus was, the, the evidence, the, the witnesses, they all claim that he, he knew exactly what he was doing. In fact, many people claim that in order to experience spiritual healing, all they need to do is pick up their Bible. And I've seen this in my own life. For, for me, it was, it was hitting my knees and praying and just finally surrendering to God. But for many, many people, it starts with just picking up their, their Bible and, and reading the words of Jesus, like I mentioned before. And if you don't like reading, here, 
You have no excuse today. Get a Bible app, and today you can listen. You can listen to the Word. You don't have to read. I, I probably listen through my Bible four to five times a year because I play it. I play it when in the background when I'm doing things. I, I play it when, when, when I'm sitting there just, just trying to sp- spend time with God. Um, that can't be all you do. You have to find you have to find the time where you shut off your electronics and shut off your stimulation and, and just listen. You, you know, I, I had listened to a podcast recently, and the the guy was talking about you know a hundred years ago, people weren't so unhappy as they are today. Just just a side note, and the question was why. Well, they weren't stimulated by their computer or their phone or their TV, um, you know, 24-7. They, they didn't always play music in the background. When, when they were out working in the garage or the field or, or, or whatever they were doing, there was a lot of farmers back then. It was quiet and without outside stimulation. So they spent time with God. That doesn't happen today. But if it does, if, if, if you turn your life around and you learn to shut off that electronic device, it's hard. I know. I, I, I struggle with it myself. I haven't watched the news and, and pro- or listened to the news or read the news in, in probably a week. And, you know, does that make me uninformed? I don't know. But it definitely makes me trust God more and realize that all I can control in this world is my little area, the people that, that I come in contact with. And it could be like that for you. That's just a side note. Let's get back on the, on the subject at hand. So I reject the claim by, by scholars, atheists, that Jesus was crazy. It is impossible. And then that leaves us with the final possibility. And the final possibility that Jesus is the Son of God. What if Jesus is the Son of God? What if it's real? Have you prepared your life for such a reality? What if Jesus is exactly who he said he was? You see, basic common sense will reveal that Jesus was not a liar or a deranged man. It's, a, it's impossible for him to have been either two of those. The possibilities cannot exist when you honestly look at the evidence. The historical evidence is there. The, there is only one other option. Jesus is, in fact, the Son of God. So let's take a quick look at the evidence, and then we're going to close up. Um, Okay, so let's look at the New Testament. It's a document that has been proven to be historically accurate. So first off, if you're getting your information about who Jesus was from somebody who, who tries to disprove the accuracy of the New Testament then you have to stop listening to them right there because it's proven to be historically accurate. It's the, the archaeologists used the New Testament to go on digs. 
Um, it's not, it's always, it, it, it always matches up with, uh, what, what proves to be true in, in locations of, of historical cities and, and that, that type of stuff. And let's talk a little bit about the New Testament. See, it contains 27 books, which were all written in the first century. See, this is important because it means that they were all written within a few years of Jesus' actual earthly presence. And they all proclaim that Jesus was, in fact, God, is God. And they were, they were all written by different people. Paul wrote most of the New Testament, but there were other writers. The Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. All written by different people. Um, some of the letters written by different people. Uh, and for different reasons. You know, some of the books were written to the Greeks. Some of the books were written to the Hebrews. Some of the books were written to, to churches that were experiencing problems. Um, and the, the common theme among all these books is who Jesus is and what he did. See, the writers of the New Testament were not the only ones who recorded information, though. Um, there were many other historical documents. Many of the philosophers and, and theologians recorded what they knew about Jesus. There's historical documents among Roman governors at the time saying, hey, what what do we do about this, this guy who... who rose from the dead that, that we killed, he's walking around. What do we do about him? Um, all of these people in, in all of these documents, they all lived within a few years of, of Jesus. And they all make the same claim about his divinity. Here's what some of them are recorded as saying about Jesus himself. Ignatius of Antioch, who lived around 110 A.D., he said, God incarnate, God himself appearing in the form of man. Justin Martyr, uh, who, who lived from, from A.D. 100 to 165, for they, were, for, for they who affirm that the Son is the Father are proved neither to have become acquainted with the Father nor to know that the Father of the universe has a Son, who also being the first begotten Word of God, is even God. Irenaeus, I'm not saying, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Irenaeus, around A.D. 177, the Father is Lord, and the Son is Lord, and the Father is God, and the Son is God. For he who is born of God is God. And the Melito of Sardis, again, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, I am not a scholar, and I take honor in the fact that I am not a scholar. So some of these Bible words, some of these historical words sometimes trip me up. I'm good with that because I understand the, the meaning be, uh, behind it. And... So, so Melito of Sardis, around A.D. 177, he was man, yet he was God. 
And there are countless other examples of, of this. Um, we can find them all throughout so many historical documents of the time. So, today there are followers of Jesus everywhere who have seen and felt his presence in their own lives. You're looking at one of them. I could not be where I am today without the grace and the love of Jesus Christ and all that comes with it. The love of the Father, the the saving grace of Jesus, the power behind calling on his name, the, the guidance and the protection of the Holy Spirit. He's real. He's in my life. And my life is a miracle because of the things that he has done. I couldn't, I couldn't live before I met Jesus. And you know, the funny thing is, I thought I knew Jesus my entire life. I thought I had a great relationship with Jesus. But the fact is, I knew a lot of information about Jesus. And I thought I knew him. But it wasn't until I actually found him in the darkness, in the darkest times of my life, that, that, that I... I I was able to surrender to him. Um, There's many people who have this experience. You don't have to get to that dark place that so many of us do. But if you do and you're there, or you do at some point in the future, just remember it's not a bad place to be because your life will be transformed. Your life will change in ways that you could never imagine. And he will put you on such a solid footing And he's got such an incredible plan for your life that nothing can stop you. See, there there are so many people who in a spiritual darkness and despair, this guy included, have met their Savior for the first time. And this Savior of ours, Jesus Christ, again, through the power of the Holy Spirit, will pick you up and dust you off and set you on a new course. He answers. He always answers. He may not provide the answer that you particularly want in any any situation, but he will change your heart to want the things that he wants. In Psalms, It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, I'm paraphrasing, and he will give you the desire of your heart. That doesn't mean he'll give you everything that is on your heart that you want in this material world, but but he will change your heart to align with what he wants for your life. There's a plan for your life. You you need to grasp that. And, and, And there is struggle, but there's also reward. There's also just walking in the presence of God. Being with Jesus is the most amazing thing ever. See, turning your life over to to him is a decision full of logic. So, to you scholars out there who don't think you can believe because it's not logical, I just proved that it's completely logical. There's no other way for Jesus to be other than who he said he was. He couldn't have been crazy. He couldn't have been a liar. 
See, when you turn your life over and you begin to live according to Jesus, even if you start out on a logical footing, soon the logic won't matter because you'll have made the ultimate life-changing connection with the God of everything, the God of the universe, who loves you more than you will ever know. You must carry this message. You must ask your friends, your family, your co-workers, strangers in the supermarket. Like I said, I, I use the dog park as, as, a, as, as, as a mission field. Everyone, everyone you encounter has to know about this. Their eternal destiny is at stake. So ask people about the options. And, and don't be pushy about it. Enter into a conversation. And, and, and sooner or later, the Holy Spirit will guide you. And, and I don't do this with every person I, I, I encounter, every person I talk to. But when the Holy Spirit prompts me, He will allow the conversation. And, and don't try to do this yourself. Don't, it, it's not about human power. It's about God's power. It's about the power of Jesus Christ. It's about living for Him and, and trusting Him and letting, letting Him guide you. And when, when you've come to know him in such a way, and you trust him, he will slowly turn conversations and open up doors of dialogue that allow you to do this. And, and it all starts with your belief. It all starts with you saying, yes, God, I surrender, I give you my life. I know that Jesus was no liar. I know that he wasn't deranged. He's my Savior. I surrender. I, I fall to my knees before you, God. And you need to get there. And you need to get on this journey that God has prepared. It's going to be amazing. You have no idea what's in store for you. But you need to trust. So, Father, we, just, we thank you for this time together, Lord. Come before you, God. We surrender to you, Lord. We surrender to your leading. God, we know that you are the ultimate, the, the, the ruler of the universe, the, the all-powerful, all-knowing God of everything, Lord, who sent his Son. We thank you, Jesus, for, for your time here on earth, for what you taught us. We thank you, Lord, for, for the victory that... that you, you encounter the, the, the struggle, the hurt, the pain that you took upon yourself, Lord. You took each and every one of our pain, our suffering, our failures, Lord. Everything we struggle with, God, you took upon yourself. And we thank you, Lord. You took it to the cross for us. You overcame hell and death for us, Lord. And because of that, we're filled. We're filled with this Holy Spirit, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for guiding us. Thank you for leading our lives. Thank you for protecting us. God, you have such a, a, a supernatural life in store for every single person who's watching this video or listening to this podcast, Lord. We just, we pray, Lord, that, that you work mightily. We pray that you change our hearts. So, so, God, we know that you can do nothing until we're surrendered to you. 
We know that we can do nothing to, to, to glorify you, God, until we realize that you're in charge and we follow you. You go before us, Lord. Help us put on the full armor of God to, to repel the, the attacks of the enemy, Lord. Help us, help us experience the fruit of the Spirit, God, in our own lives. Make our gifts come alive. We all have spiritual gifts that, that you've given us, God. They're all unique to affect your, your kingdom in different ways, Lord. We thank you. We glorify you. And we just glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, thank you. I hope you have a good week. Um, if, if this has helped you, uh, please, whatever platform you may be watching or listening to uh, this on, Please hit the like button. Please share it with your friends. And uh, join us again. Thank you.